When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Weekly Astrology is a language that communicates how the planets and stars influence life on Earth. I'm Scott Tajarian. I'm an interpreter of this language. Join me and my co-host Ingrid Iverson, who helps bring an even more practical look at this astral language. The Weekly Transit is here to bring clarity to the chaos, so you can ride the planetary waves instead of the planets riding you. Hello, Scott. Hi, Ingrid. What's happening? What is up? Oh, everything. Everything is up. (laughs) Actually, everything is down, but... um, Everything's down. (laughs) But it's fine. At least you're laughing about it. I mean, if everything's down, then that means we have to go up next. Yes. The pendulum must swing the other direction. But the, the goal is to be at the top of the pendulum. At all times? Yeah. Fuck. Is that realistic? Well, I mean, that's what being Zen is all about, is not being swayed by one side or the other, just being centered. All right, I'm going to try and center myself. Yes, good, (laughs) good. I wanted to talk about something. In the intro, I say that astrology is a language that communicates how the planets and stars influence life on Earth, and I get people commenting that they believe in astrology or they don't believe in astrology. And that's always kind of funny to me because believing in astrology is like believing in the English language. In what way? Well, it's a language. English is a language. Astrology is a language. I see. How it's written, there is a meaning behind each of the symbols. It's not something you believe in. You either understand what the symbol means or you don't understand what the symbol means. Where the moon is, is where it is. If you see a full moon, it's not, do you believe that it's full? It's full. So a full moon looks a certain way in an astrological code. And that has a specific meaning. The meaning is not open to belief or not belief. Or is that even, did I say that right? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think so. I don't know. (laughs) But I like to say that believing in astrology is like believing the sun rises in the east and sets in the west. Whether you believe it or not, it does. It's a question of whether or not you know what that means. So that's my whole goal with the podcast is to help people understand this language because you're so much more complex than just your sun sign almost like normalizing it it's not like some foreign language when we talk about it every day and translate it and you can apply it to your life it becomes much more tangible and realistic and useful Mm -hmm. and not some foreign language anymore yes once you know how to translate it you can definitely use it to your advantage yes 
If you are in Mexico and you know Spanish, then you can use it. <laughs> it's helpful to have it, you know? Because when you get into that belief, it's, then it starts, I feel like you get into a competition with like religion yeah. and that sort of stuff. And astrology is not a religion. This is the week of September 28th to October 4th. Yes, and this week is the full moon in Aries. Ew. Yes. The big centerpiece for this week is the full moon in Aries. So that's going to create some conflict. This is a week where there can be some tension. But tension is there to force you to pay attention to a certain area of your life so that you can relieve the stress. So really being mindful about where you're getting triggered and where that tension stems from, because if there's some tension there and you give it attention, it will relieve it and it'll stop coming back. Right. Right. Yes. It always tells us where there's work to do. Yes. And the tension is going to be in relationships. Great. So <laughs> Scott, no, that's not true. Well, that's what you get when the full moon is in Aries, because the full moon in Aries is opposite the sun in Libra. And Libra is the scales. The scales represent balance, harmony, equanimity. But in order for there to be balance, there must be something on both sides of the scale that represents relationships. Okay, now that you've ruined my week, <laughs> should we go on to Monday? Let's go to Monday, <laughs> September 28th. There are four planetary actions that are occurring on Monday. So Monday is really going to kick off towards that full moon in Aries. It's not going to be necessarily a subtle soft entry into the week it's going to be very aggressive like the ram <laughs> yeah exactly good guess ingrid because we are going to talk about mars in aries and mars is the god of war the planet of action aggression and conflict and aries is the sign that mars rules aries is symbolized by the ram as you mentioned and Mars is going to be in a stressful alignment with Saturn, the god of wealth and time, the planet of limitation, responsibility, and authority. Mm, that kind of makes me cringe. Yeah. It doesn't well, sound fun. It might not be fun. So if it's not fun, just recognize that this is a part of that theme of... The tension that you are feeling, the stress that you are feeling, is requiring attention. It is not something for you to hide from. The more you hide from it, the louder, the more intense it will become. The more you face it, the more you will subdue the stress that you're feeling. So Saturn is in Capricorn, which it rules. Capricorn is Cardinal Earth. Mars is in Aries, which it rules. That's cardinal fire. The mutual cardinal modality creates a very powerful alignment, but Earth extinguishes fire and fire scorches Earth. So this is where the stress is. This is the warrior squaring off with the authority. This is actually the second time that these two planets aligned with each other. The first time it occurred was on August 24th. That's when Mars was, was moving forward. Now Mars is moving backward. And so it's aligning with Saturn 
in Capricorn again. So think back to how things were on August 24th. Really look back at what was going on in your life then. That might give you some clues on what could be happening today on September 28th. So the question is, how would you like to courageously stand up to authority? And this is all about embracing your personal power, standing up for yourself. If there's conflict, when you stand up for yourself, good. Work through that energy. Yeah, don't back down just because there was a uncomfortable moment. You have to kind of keep pushing ahead. Yep. The ram doesn't like give up just because somebody butts heads back. That's like, that's where you can either win or lose. Right. So when they aligned on August 24th, Saturn was moving backwards. Mars was moving forwards. And today Saturn begins moving forward. So that is something to be mindful of as well. In what way? Well, Saturn is the god of wealth and time. This is the authority. The authority has been moving backwards. It began its retrograde at one degree in Aquarius on May 10th. So So, it's been in retrograde for a while. Yeah, it's been over four months. And that was kind of the stuff we were talking about during all of the riots and everything. Mm -hmm. The authority restricting us, quarantine, all that shit. So it's finally coming... Out of its retrograde? Yep. Coming out of the retrograde, moving forward. Do you think we'll be out of this quarantine shit then? No. God damn it. No. I mean, Saturn is going to be moving back through Capricorn, so it could bring back some more restrictions. Once it moves into Aquarius, it is going to bring restriction to the community, to society. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, it's fun stuff. Yeah, and and actually once it moves into Aquarius, which happens in December, like December 21st, 23rd, it moves in the same time as Jupiter, which Jupiter is still in Capricorn as well. Jupiter expansion, Saturn restriction are going to be moving into Aquarius, the uh, community, society, at the same time. So expanded restriction in society. That sounds terrifying. (laughs) Is is everything just going to implode or explode? I don't know. You know, it all depends on how we're working with the energy. But right now the energy is, is requiring that you restructure your relationship to authority, your relationship to yourself as an authority. Mm. So this is what that conflict, that challenge is about here on Monday. It's about when push comes to shove, can you stand up for yourself? Can you take responsibility for who you are? Yeah, really taking care of yourself. Mm -hmm. That's important. Now, this alignment, this is a triple alignment that's happening today. It's not just Saturn and Mars. It's also Venus is in the mix. So Venus is the planet of love and relationships. It's the goddess of beauty, lady luck. Venus is 
completing its transit in Leo, which we talked about a lot in the last podcast. Uh, Leo, the sign that is symbolized by the lion and rules the heart. So Venus in Leo, which is fixed fire, is aligning with Mars in cardinal fire, Aries, and aligning with Saturn in cardinal earth, Capricorn. So these three planets are all aligning together at once. Venus, the planet of relationships, opening your heart in alignment with Mars, the planet of courage and confidence, keeping your chin up, being brave, and Saturn, the authority. So opening your heart, being brave in your relationships to the authority, in your relationship to yourself as an authority. Monday is a big heart opening day. How would you like to courageously stand up to the authority? How can you redefine your relationship with authority from a place of sovereignty? Leo is about sovereignty. This is the lion, the king of the jungle. How can you use your confident and courageous nature to create sovereign relationships where you're working with another sovereign human being? I respect you. You respect me. We are both divine human beings. We treat each other with that respect. And I want people in my life that are going to treat me with that respect. So if we move through the discomfort of a conflict courageously, then we can get to the other side and achieve that sovereignty and change the relationship and get what we want out of it and have independence and confidence and coming out the other side, that's going to be a good thing, even though it's uncomfortable to move through it. Right on. Someone's going to respect you in the end. Yes. And understand you better. That's what it's about. You got to stand up for yourself in order to be respected. And it might be scary and challenging to stand up for yourself but not doing anything is going to be way more uncomfortable tuesday september 29th the sun in libra is in opposition to chiron retrograde in aries so this is like a precursor to the full moon in aries because before the sun opposes the moon in Aries, it opposes Chiron in Aries. So this is kind of like like a precursor slap in the face, so to speak, where the sun brings light, life, and vitality to wherever it goes. Right now, it's bringing that light, life, and vitality into Libra. Libra is the sign that is symbolized by the scales, which represents balance, harmony, equanimity, but most importantly, relationships. So the sun has been in Libra since September 22nd. And during this time, it is bringing that attention to your relationships. Now today specifically, it is bringing attention to your relationships, but specifically the wound to your self-confidence in this area because Chiron represents the wound that you feel like you can't recover from 
and the ancient wisdom that you receive through healing that wound. Chiron is in Aries, which, as we spoke of earlier, is symbolized by the ram, which represents confidence, courage, bravery, leadership. So the only way to heal this unhealable wound to our self-confidence is to do the opposite, which is to be courageous. I mean, we always talk about this, but being courageous doesn't mean you don't have fear. It means taking the action to do the thing regardless of having the fear. And that's how you heal from your wound. Yes. I just keep getting this image right now of one of my favorite movies when I was a kid. Uh, And I don't advocate violence at all. But Back to the Future, there's... Have you seen this movie? Yeah, but... I was really little. You're too young. It came out when, like, before you were born. But um, so there's this character played by Michael J. Fox, Marty McFly, and his dad is just like the biggest kind of pushover, and he's pushed around by this character Biff, and Michael J. Fox goes back in time to when his father was in high school. And this guy Biff was in high school too. And he literally is witnessing his dad get bullied by Biff. And he befriends his father and talks to him about it and inspires him, you know, to like stand up for himself. Oh, so his and son is back in time with him. Back and in time his with dad. the dad. Yes, okay. exactly. And it's literally like his life is depending on his mom and dad meeting at this dance, this high school dance and falling in love. If that doesn't happen, he will cease to exist. So there's this moment where it becomes in the balance, so to speak, where his dad is not meeting the mom and something has to be done. And Biff is the guy that's in the way. And there's this moment where Biff is in this car in the parking lot at the high school dance, basically sexually assaulting Michael J. Fox's mom, Marty McFly's mom. And his dad is there and taps Biff on the shoulder. And Biff turns around incensed because he's about to rape this girl and doesn't want to be bothered. And he pushes the dad And the dad just snaps and just punches Biff as hard as he can and knocks him out and saves the day, so to speak. And so then when Michael J. Fox goes back into the future, his whole life has changed. His dad is no longer the pushover. Biff is the guy that (laughs) it's like, you know, his dad's lackey, so to speak. And so, so this is that moment of of finding that courage in relationship. I thought that was just like a fun sci-fi kids movie. Oh, it's a great film. I should rewatch it. I mean, I had like these little like race cars from there. Yeah. That would like spark up inside. Yeah, the DeLorean. Yeah, I think it must have been my older cousins. (laughs) But I inherited it. It's a great movie. Like, go watch it. It's fun. It's a fun movie. That and then Uncut Gems. Those are on my list. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) So, Chiron opposing the sun. So this is really going to create a circumstance where you are facing the wound 
to your self-confidence in relationships. Now, this is not something that happens and boom, it's just everything is fixed. The sun is going to oppose Chiron in Aries eight times. This is the third time. The first time happened on September 22nd, 2018. The second time was September 26th, 2019. It happens again next year on October 3rd. So it's a gradual process. It's something that you'll be better at it after this time, next time, and the next time, and the next time, and so on. The question is, yeah, how can you balance the scales through healing the wound to your self-esteem? I mean, once we heal from our wound, our triggers just happen less. So the scales are all about give and take and compromise. So if you can put yourself out there to voice your opinion on what you need in the relationship and someone is able to give what you ask for, then the scales will balance. And then it also gives the other person an opportunity to ask for what they need in the relationship and that type of compromise where you're both voicing what you need individually is what's going to balance things out. Mm. Wednesday, September 30th. The moon in Pisces sextile Saturn in Capricorn. So before the moon is full in Aries, it will be aligning with Saturn, which we talked about on Monday. So it's going to be in Pisces. Pisces is the sign that's symbolized by the fish. The fish are those naturally intuitive creatures that are sensing what's going on in the water as much as they're using their material senses. Kind of like the salmon swimming upstream because they know where they were born. They just know. Mm -hmm. They just know. So we talked about Saturn on Monday. Saturn's the god of wealth and time, the planet of limitation, responsibility, and authority. It's in Capricorn, which represents the authority, which Saturn rules. So the tension that was created the last couple days, today, Wednesday, is a day where it can be soothed a little bit. This Pisces is a healing sign. It's the final sign of the Zodiac. It carries the weight of the 11 previous signs. So there is an intuitive understanding of what's going on when the energy is in Pisces, an intuitive understanding of what's going on with the 11 other signs. So it's a water sign. Water is very healing. And Capricorn is Earth. So Earth and water work well together. Earth gives water form while water nourishes the Earth. So how can you find compassion for and heal your relationship to authority? So you blew up at your boss. You said, fuck you. I'm in charge now. And it didn't go over so well. (laughs) Now you uh, can really look to say, what... What was the root of that problem? What is the root of that problem? But also just look at the job that they have. It might not be as easy as you think it is. And if you are an authority, really have some compassion for the subordinates that work underneath you. Appreciate the fact that they're working really hard and have a little more compassion. And the more compassion you have the more you you will create a 
healing sort of dynamic to the relationship where there's an appreciation for one another. You know what? You're right. Your job is hard and I don't give you enough credit for that. You know, well, your job's hard too and I wasn't giving you enough credit for that either. Okay, well, we both love each other now. Now let's move on and get to work. So what is a good way to practice compassion? Does that just mean maybe just sitting with yourself and sitting with the issue and thinking about maybe what's happening for the other person and putting yourself in their shoes? Yes. It starts with looking within yourself and why you are triggered by this other person and finding compassion for yourself and why your feelings are the way that they are. And then putting yourself in the shoes of the other person and really sitting with what it feels like to be them. And that's what's needed because on Thursday, October 1st, is the full moon in Aries. So that's why you needed that compassion the day before because today when the moon moves into Aries and opposes the sun in Libra, on October 1st, that's going to bring some emotional volatility into relationships. The emotions are going to be a little more hair trigger, a little more fiery. You might be a little quick to respond to something that was said in a relationship. And so, how can you bravely express your emotions in your relationships, but at the same time, How can you do that without exploding on the person you're in relationship with so that they will actually want to respond to what you're sharing? So are you saying it's okay to explode or it's just expected that that might happen and to be compassionate with yourself or the other party who might also be freaking out? I'm not saying that it's okay to explode. I'm saying that if you do explode, this is why... Mm -hmm. Be mindful of exploding. You know, it's like if if you... If you have a little warning, then you can kind of like brace yourself for it and maybe tone it down a little bit, slow down, and try to be as mindful as possible with your communication so it doesn't get out of hand. If you're working with a bomb, you don't want to... Drop it. Drop it. (laughs) You want to be very careful with it, I imagine, so that it doesn't detonate. So treat your communication in your relationships on this day as... Extra sensitive. Right. Having a bomb in your pocket and being very delicate with how you're communicating. At the same time, the full moon is a release. So it's important to release what you're feeling, to share what you're feeling, to share it courageously, to share it with bravery. I mean, first, it's the sign of action too, Aries. So maybe you Mm -hmm. need to like exercise, run, scream, punch your punching bag, Mm -hmm. and then possibly also release with another party that's not the person that you're having the issue with where you can release some of your emotions Mm -hmm. and kind of let a little steam out. Good idea. Yeah. Use your community. Yes. It's important though to make a plan to address the tension again. Because if you are just spending all day saying, I'm not going to explode. I'm not going to explode. I'm not going to explode. And you just try to avoid the issue. By the end of the day, you're you're going to explode. explode. (laughs) After you get some of that extra energy out, then Mm -hmm. you can speak with that person directly or 
yeah, address the issue. Address the issue. Aries rules the head. So you have to be willing to put your head, your face forward. You can't hide today. Today is about leading. So rather than wait for the other person to upset you in some way, take that action and say, I want to talk to you. Oh my gosh. And that's something (laughs) that has been coming up continuously for me after the fact of having the issue that I never brought the issue up in a time where there wasn't a problem. And then you can really speak about it with less aggression when you're just coming into the conversation, not being triggered. You're coming into it saying like, let's fix this before it gets worse. Absolutely. Yeah. Otherwise it's, it's a bomb that's getting triggered. Yeah. You're just waiting. And for you it have to no get control over it. Yeah. You're just waiting for it to explode. It's just festering. It, the, the clock is just ticking, ticking, ticking. If you can like get together and kind of like disarm it. Disarm it together. Yes. Friday, October 2nd. We're looking at three planets on Friday, October 2nd. Two that are in alignment with each other. Another that is moving into a new sign. The first we'll talk about is the sun. Again, the sun was involved yesterday when it was opposing the moon. Today, the sun is going to be in alignment with Uranus. Uranus, the planet of revolution, rebellion, independence, and the unexpected. Uranus is in Taurus. Taurus is the sign that represents all matters of the material, financial security, art, culture, food. So you took the step yesterday to address the issue preemptively so that you could express what it is you were feeling in a confident, courageous way. Just because you do that, and that's great if you do, it may not still go the way that you want it to. So the sun in this uncomfortable alignment with Uranus and Taurus could shake up your identity in some way. Sit with it. Be good with it. Be the sitting bull. Okay? This is uncomfortable. Yesterday, it didn't go down exactly as I wanted it to. And it's created some disruption in terms of my material security with my partner. Now I'm figuring out how to pick up the pieces and make it work for me. So that whether this partnership continues or it's me on my own looking for a new partner, it's time for me to really take a strong look at what it is I value in my relationships. So what do you value in your relationships? What do you value materially? What do you need to feel secure in your relationships? What can you do to provide security for your partner or your potential partner. It's about mapping all this out for yourself. And this is where the third piece comes in. Venus is moving into Virgo. Venus is the planet that rules relationships, that represents relationships. Virgo is the sign that represents the details. It's symbolized by the Virgin. That represents perfectionism. So really getting down to the details of what it is you need to feel secure materially in relationship, what you want your partner to look like, what you want your daily routine to look like with your partner, 
and really create that reality for yourself, whether you have a partner or not, because creating that reality for yourself is going to attract the partner that you want. If we ask ourselves these things and we really sit with the answers, we can create a plan for ourselves. But if we're just floating around out there, just going with whatever arises, whoever you just happen to fall in love with or happen to create a business with, that's not always what's going to be in best alignment for you. If you create an intention of how you want things to look and how you want them to feel and what your day looks like and what kind of person that is, when you're coming into a new relationship of any kind, you can see if they check those boxes. And if they don't, then that's not a good fit for you. So just asking ourselves these questions in advance so we can curate what kind of life we want to live. Libra is a cardinal sign. Cardinal signs are the leadership signs. The sun's in Libra in the northern hemisphere. It's leading us into fall. In the southern hemisphere, it's leading them into spring. Either way, Libra is about leadership. So taking action, setting your intention, not waiting for somebody to just come to you and choose you, but you deciding what you want in a partner who you want to be with. Saturday, October 3rd. We're looking at four planets today. One that we've already talked about, Chiron in Aries, the wound to your self-confidence, and then three other astrological symbols which we have not yet mentioned. Chiron is in alignment with Mercury, which is the planet of communication, and Mercury is in Scorpio. Scorpio is the sign that ratchets up the relationship valve from Libra. Libra is like two people next to each other. Scorpio's when two people become one, when your soul becomes tethered and tied to another. So Mercury transiting through Scorpio is bringing your conscious attention to your karmically bonded relationships, the people that you are energetically tied to, the people that you share a bank account with, that you share a business with that you are tied to energetically. It's aligning with Chiron. So this is bringing your conscious awareness to the wound to your self-confidence in these areas, in your karmic bonds. So how has the wound to your self-esteem shifted the way you process information with those you are closest to? When we're not confident in our communication and our wounds are triggered, we're not going to be communicating in the best way to be heard. If we can work on that communication style and work on our wound and being more confident, even through the discomfort, we're going to be able to heal. And the other party is going to be able to hear what we need in a way that they can digest and be there for us. I think I probably mentioned it last week. This guy, Marshall Rosenberg, yeah. he specializes in nonviolent communication. It helps you express yourself in a way that takes responsibility for your feelings and allows you to express your needs to the other person without putting blame on them. Mm. And that right there is such a healing aspect where you can express yourself openly in a confident way where you're not pointing the finger and placing blame. So then the other party can really be there for you and offer up what they can to remedy the situation without feeling obligated or feeling like there's a demand being placed on them. Mm. His technique is so simple. Mm -hmm. 
and allows for people to really understand each other better. And I think that that can really help you heal from your wounds when you know how to express yourself, express your needs, and not always be pointing the blame at somebody so they can actually be there when you need them to be. It sounds like a great tool. And and I love that you brought that up, too, because the other alignment that we're talking about involves Pluto, which is the planetary ruler of Scorpio, where Mercury is. Pluto is the god of death, lord of the underworld, the planet of transformation. And Pluto is in alignment with the North Node, which represents the soul's purpose, the karmic pathway of the soul. And the North Node is in Gemini, which is the sign that is ruled by Mercury, which is in Scorpio. So this is literally about transforming the way that you communicate. So a great way to transform the way that you communicate is to try some nonviolent communication, not placing blame on the other, And like you said. Yeah, it's really amazing. It's going to take some practice, but everybody should look him up. So it's so interesting to me because this is how the planets work together to create the setting for you to grow. How can you transform your purpose as a communicator in order to speak with greater personal authority? If you're truly speaking from a place of authority, then you don't need to threaten or place blame on another person. You can speak with a confidence that's grounded, that earns the respect of whoever is receiving the message because you're respecting them in the way that you communicate it. Yes. Better communication just allows for an easier life. We get what we want. People respect us more. We're being heard. Everything just like runs more smoothly, whether it's like a business relationship, a romantic relationship. We are taking responsibility for ourselves and really like forging a path for us to get our needs met in a more calm and grounded manner. That's the key is to continue to recognize that you have something to learn, that you can grow. As long as you're breathing, you're here, you're meant to improve in life. We're all here to learn. Sunday, October 4th, Pluto, which we talked about yesterday, is the one planet we're talking about today on Sunday, October 4th, because Pluto, the god of death, lord of the underworld, the planet of transformation, begins moving direct in Capricorn. It's been retrograde since April 25th, so more attention focused on your relationship with authority. And how it's transformed since the beginning of this year, since the beginning of 2020. Pluto moving through Capricorn as it has since 2008 is shifting slowly but surely our relationship to authority, our relationship as an authority. So really think about how you've grown, how you have evolved in those areas Is this a day for reflecting? Yes. And for setting your intentions moving forward. Where are you in your relationship to authority right now? And where would you like to be? Most specifically, think about January 25th, 2021. On January 25th, 2021, Pluto will finally be past where it was on April 25th, 2020. 
So that's your time for improvement. Use that as sort of your scale. So setting some intentions for the future, mm-hmm. looking back on your past and seeing how you've improved and how you still want to improve. Yes. Well, thank you, Ingrid. I appreciate all your insight and your reflections of what I'm sharing here. See you next week, Ingrid. Bye, Scott. Bye. All right. Well, wrapping up the week, if you want to follow us on Instagram at The Weekly Transit, we post every day uh, little tips on what we talk about here on the podcast. If you want to support the podcast, you can rate us five stars on iTunes or Spotify. The Weekly Transit was edited by Ingrid Iverson. If you'd like to follow The Weekly Transit email, go to theweeklytransit.com. Or if you'd like a reading with Scott, theweeklytransit.com. The weekly transit. The weekly transit.